The views on this program do not reflect those of ONTV or its board of directors. Welcome to OAA Now, your home for Oakland Activities Association news and information. Here's your host, Sammy Terramina. Welcome to OAA Now here. I'm Sammy Terramina, blogger of the Dragons Insider, blogger of Inside the OAA, and one of the hosts between to me as an oriented television. I'd like to welcome our friends hearing us on the local voice on SoundCloud and also those hearing us on Oriented Television. This week, I got two guests this week. Of course, um, both well-known girls basketball coaches. Um, we have Lake Orion girls basketball coach Bob Bridges here and um, Stony Creek girls basketball coach Kellen James here. Um, welcome, both of you. Hey, Sammy. How Good morning, you? Sam. Good morning. How is everybody today? Good. Not bad. Um, let's look at, of course, um, you know, you guys are my first guests since... Um, Coach Doug Corliss, um, a couple of, I mean, like last year we talked football. Um, I want to get your football thoughts and um, later on the show. Um, I want to talk about the state of girls basketball. Of course, when you look at, um, of course, you guys have have very good teams coming back. Um, when you look at um, at you guys, um, I'm going to start with Bob here. Um, Bob, um, when you look at the state, when you look at girls basketball in the OA, what's your thoughts about it heading in? Honestly, the OAA this year, especially looking at what everybody has coming back and the way they finished up last year, the, both the OAA red, white, and even the top of the of the blue is going to be very, very competitive. I, I at last year the red and the white were very competitive overall. Obviously, you know Southfield was uh, right there with Royal Oak in the red, and then in in the uh, you know white you had West Bloomfield and uh, and Avondale and a couple of teams right behind it. Oxford was very good. Uh, the white was ultra competitive, though. Every game was very close. Uh, for the red, other than a couple of games, I think you guys were really close, too, Kellen. Yeah, the, the red was, was extremely close. You kind of had two tiers. You had you had Royal Oak and, and Southfield, who were clearly the, the top two. But then everything else in the red last year was, was a battle, um, no matter what, what game it was, Bloomfield Hills, um, us, you know, any of those teams, it was it was a pretty good battle, and and even like you were saying with the blue, um, blue's going to be pretty competitive this year as well with Rochester and Berkeley. Um, pretty much both teams bringing everybody back. Uh, and Farmington dropped down, uh, and they were young last year. Yeah. So and I that's you know that you you talk speaking to the red. I mean Clarkson was very young last year. I'm going to be younger this year, but I, you know I'm going to be here. yeah I'm going to be bringing back quite a kid, few kids. That have a lot of experience, but they're still young. Uh, so, I, like I said, I think uh, the OAA this year, again, for who knows how many years in a row now, this has been an amazing run for us. I mean, it's going to be very competitive, yep. the top yep. to bottom. When you look at the OAA heading into this this winter, um, of course, um, that comes to my next question. When you look at the league now, of course, West Bloomfield, the team that moves up from the um, white to the red, North Farmington comes down. Um, but also, I want to get your thoughts on the new um, district format. Um, what are your exact thoughts on this format? Um, do you like it? Do you not like it? Um, what is your thoughts? I'm going to start with Kellen on this one. Oh, I, I, like, the, I like seating. I mean, I've, I've, been, I've been all for seating ever since BCAM um, proposed uh, using the KPI um, I think seating is extremely important. Um, they do it in football. They do it in other other sports. You know, there's no reason that basketball hasn't hasn't done it yet. Um, the seating for this year, it's a start, I think. It, but it, I don't think it's from the proposal I've seen. 
it's not going to be perfect. Um, my I, talking with people, I, I said, if you're going to see the first top two teams, why aren't you seeding everybody else? That's the question that comes down to me is when the MHA decided to do this, they decided to just do the top two seeds. So basically, if you're the top two seeds, you know what I mean? That basically means you're playing on a Monday, it looks like. You know what I mean? You're playing You're playing it first day, aren't you? Not necessarily. No, no, that's not the case. Actually, the top two seeds, all that guarantees you is that you'll be on opposite sides of the bracket. The okay. randomness of the draw is still there, Okay. which which is why... Even with the seeding, I mean, granted, so if if Kellen was a one seed and I was a two seed, it would mean that the, the only place we could ever play is the final. In the final. However, it doesn't preclude us from playing on a Monday. Mm-hmm. It doesn't, and here's here's the thing, it doesn't preclude you from being upset by somebody else like has happened a million times. So sometimes, in my estimation, you're actually possibly losing the best game of that district draw Uh when it used to be maybe the first game of the night yeah, or the second game yeah. of that. Mm-hmm. So, so if somebody got upset, you may not even see the best district game that you possibly could have had if the two highest seeds never even play. But, but when you, but it is a start. It is a start. You know what I mean? So that comes down to um, my next question. Of course, I want to get your um, early season league thoughts. I mean, on the, on the, on these teams, of the OA, but I want to go into your um, districts. Of course, um, I know both of you guys have looked in your, Early districts. Um, I'm gonna start with them, um, Kellen. Um, your district this year, you're gonna be you're hosting a district. We're this hosting, year. yeah. You're hosting, but when you look at when you look at your district, you got you got you look you got um you got you guys Rochester, Troy, Troy, Athens, Utica, Eisenhower, and Utica. Of course, last season you guys were upset by Utica, and um, yeah, don't remind me. And um, <laughs> <laughs> and and the fact it's basically the same district except you adding Troy Athens in this district. So what is your early thoughts on your district? Well, I, I think I think it's going to be very competitive. Um, like I said, we were we're going to be young. I think a lot of these teams um, that are in the district, Troy's going to be really good. They have um, they've got the the two big posts. Kendall Zider, Athena Sampson. Yeah, and then they've got the the another guard um, that, that's that's pretty talented. Yeah, number four, I don't yeah. know what her name is. Re- but- yeah, I know what you yeah. talk about. Yeah. yeah. She's um, pretty good. And then, you know, Utica's gonna be good. They've got the um Lena Ray back. Lena Ray back. She's really a really quick point guard. Um, I know uh, Eisenhower's gonna have a young point guard as well. Um it, you know, Rochester is pretty much bringing everybody back with, with a new coach. Um, but they're you know, that's a that's a lot of kids that played in in some high pressure games last year, playing in the blue and winning the blue. They shared it with Berkeley. Um, yeah, they shared shared it with Berkeley. Um, and then you know Athens is going to be be pretty competitive as well. Athens brings back their top seven kids yeah. from last. They year. They bring back their top seven kids. Yeah, but... yeah. I had a long talk with their coach, and she she's excited about this year because you know is you know we finished down I think six and seven in the in the white with them. But honestly, uh, they were they were they were competitive. And all they got was lots of uh, lots of experience for those top seven kids, and they all yeah. come back. And that's going to be huge for a team like Troy Athens. Um, when you look at when you look at we talk, let's talk Troy a little bit. You know what I mean? Of course, Bob, um, you see him twice. Kellen, you get to see him during the regular season as well. Um, when you look at Troy, you know that program. You look at you have players like Kendall Zider, you have Adina Sampson. You talked about they did lose Emily Olson a year ago. They did lose Emily Olson, but. They do have a couple of players in their JV program that were very good that are moving up. So, Kellen, um, talk about the Colts in your mind. 
Um, I, and then I'll give the same question to Bob. They're they're extremely talented. Simon does a, a wonderful job with them. Gets them, you know, to play hard every single night. Um, when we played them last year, you know, they they were a younger team. Um, you know, you mentioned Kendall Zider. She's she's a heck of a player. She really had a good AAU season. Um, from everything I've heard, she can play inside out. Yeah, she can play inside out. Um, and, and she does a real good job against pressure. I mean, with the way we played last year, she was she really handled our pressure. But I, I think Troy's going to be one of the top teams in our district for sure. Um, probably one of the top teams in 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 the white as well. Um, they're another year, another year, another another year older. Um, I think. I think they're going to be able to really make some noise. Bob, what's your thoughts on Troy? You know, to to his point on Troy, uh, when you look at the district that you know that he has and he's hosting, Troy potentially could be one of the seeded teams mm-hmm. in that district. Uh, you know, just out of the KPIs that they have, I think I think Troy is going to be very competitive. I know that we're we're very cautious and aware of them in the white because we'll see them home and away this year. But uh, again, you know, we we played two tight games with them last year. Um, I'm looking forward to playing them this year. Our, our team's going to look a lot different this year than it did last year. Um, I've, I've got a lot of uh, new faces coming in and a lot of kids that played last year as sophomores that are, you know, got a lot of experience and, and, and we're going to see um, a very different team. But but Troy is, I mean, <laughs> literally, even their JV program last year, watching them play twice. They were very good. They were very good. Once we took them triple overtime and then once we beat them in regular regulation by five, I believe. So they, they've got some talent coming up, just like, you know, most programs are starting to develop that JV program into a, mm-hmm. a much more competitive piece. We're starting to see a lot of talent uh, evolve there. So I think Troy, like he said, I think it would be a very good uh, challenge for just about anybody, and they, they could be seated headed into that district. Okay, now we're going to go from the district at Stony Creek to your district, Bob. It's going to be at Waterford Kettering, of course, the same teams as last year. you got Waterford Kettering, Oxford, Rochester Adams, you got um, of course you have you guys in Clarkston. Um, Bob, what is your thoughts on this di- on your district? Uh, this district I forgot is, to mention Romeo, I think. Yeah, and Ro- Romeo Romeo uh came in had had, the, had they seated the teams out last year, Romeo would have been seated. I think it would have been Romeo and Waterford Kettering would have been seated in that district last year. But um, you know Clarkston Clarkston was very competitive last year. Yeah. They were very young. They played a ton of freshmen. They had a vicious schedule last year, too. And I'll tell you, um, look for them to to be much better this year. Oxford uh, lost two key pieces, but they bring up some height that they didn't have last year. Um, And and they still have a couple of guards that uh, are very, very important to them. They finished third in the white last year. They were very, very competitive. And, and, um, you know, like I said, Adams, again, another young team. I know both Kellen and I played them last year. and, and they actually had an upset in the first round. They actually, yeah, they upset Romeo. They, they upset, uh, they upset Cl- Clarkston, didn't they? No, it was, or Romeo. You're Romeo. Right. You're they Romeo. They upset Romeo. They've got that core seniors. Yeah, they've yep. been varsity players since yep. they since they were freshmen. Yep. So I mean, th- that district in Waterford Kettering could be crazy. And honestly, I, I couldn't tell you right now. If you ask me who the two seeds are going to be in that, I couldn't tell no. you. No. Uh, it, it could be it could be any one of the six. It's it could be interesting be. to see with Kettering like. Who, who Kettering ends up? They graduated. They graduated heavy last year. They graduated year. heavy Cause, last cause, year. Uh, they, they lost. Still their, have Markea Holland back. Yeah, but they're big. And Irene Schuf. They're, they're big. Yeah. They're big forward though. 
uh, the the scoring forward. I think she had fourteen against uh, Clarkston. Brackhannon or uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And she, and, and yeah she, she's and she, gone. And she she uh, did she fall off that game too? Yeah, right? she yeah. did. Uh, but honestly, I mean, she was she was a big piece for yeah. them. Um, it, 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 they're going to be probably still pretty good. I don't know if they'll be as good as they were last year. But again, I, out of those six teams, literally, I mean, any one of us could be seated. Mm-hmm. So when you look at Kellen, I'm going to get your thoughts on the um, district with, on Bob's district. Um, I got Bob's thoughts on them, on them, Kellen's. Um, what is when you look at the district? And the teams are more specific. You got to keep an eye on for sure is Clarkston. You know what I mean? Clarkston, as you mentioned, Bob, they got a lot of players back. Well, coaching their John Wire. Um, both of you have seen them at the summer league. So, yeah. what is your thoughts on John Wire's Wolves? They're 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 young and talented. Um, their their point guard, um, uh, Skrupski. Um, yeah, Skrupski. Yeah, the she, point guard. Yeah, the she point is. Guard. She's the real deal. She she does a really good job of handling the ball, um, handling pressure. Um, that was the, one of the biggest things I was impressed with her watching her play last year is how well she could handle pressure um, with, with you know, as many girls as we started throwing at them. Um, they're going to be, they're going to be really talented. They, it, not only do they have, um, you know, a strong point guard, they've got, they're deep. Um, they have probably seven or eight girls that, that all can handle the ball, pass the ball and shoot the ball. And with the way that the five out that they play, um, they move the ball really well on, on the outside. They they look to attack gaps um, hard and, and get to the rim. And, and then and if they can't get to the rim, they, they do a good job of finding that open shooter. So I think Clarkson's going to be a, a solid, you know, a, a, one of the really solid teams um, going forward. I, I, you know, I, I think that they're going to be a team that can compete in our league with Southfield this year. Um, we'll talk, we'll talk about the red and a, in a minute here, um, Bob, I want to get your thoughts on Clarkston. Clark, uh, to to Kellen's point, though, I mean, he 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 nailed it. I mean, they're very talented. They're very deep. Uh, they bring pressure all, all from different times and different mm-hmm. angles all the time, which is interesting. Um, the one the one thing that I still see with Clarkston, and I'll be interested to see how they handle playing against it if if they run into it, especially like with Southfield with having a couple bigs. Uh, last year, that's what that's what hurt them eventually yeah. against Waterford Kettering was they're they're not big, no, they're quick, <laughs> yes, they're quick and they're long. You know they have long, uh, but they don't have big. And um, if if you can get a big that's established against them, it, it maybe. But other than that, I mean they're they're very talented. They're going to be really really good. Um, and that's why I said I, I think when you're looking at that Waterford Kettering district, I mean any one of those six teams literally could could come out of out of that district, just depending on the, the, the how you're playing that particular right. week. And then you look yeah. at other teams like Oxford and Adams, of course. Oxford, of course, you know well hand, both of you guys, of course, how hard Rachel Breyer gets that team yeah. going. And, you know, that's what um you're going to have to match that intensity every night when you play a team like Oxford. So I want to get both your thoughts on the Wildcats and the Highlanders before we go to our next subject, our next topic. Hey, to your point on the Wildcats playing hard, you know, our last our last summer league game was actually against Oxford, yep. and uh, it was it was a knockdown dragout. It was it was a fun fun game. Came down the last couple of buckets uh, just in the summer league. Watching it was like it was like a mid season game. Yeah, it know? really was, and the intensity was up. There were parents everywhere yelling and screaming. Uh, it, it felt it felt like a very competitive game, and I'm looking forward to playing them twice this year. Um, just because I, I I like what they bring to the to the table. Um, they throw multiple different defenses at you. Uh, the, you know, you, they'll switch in and out from man to man, two, three, one, three, one, 
you know, one, two, two different types of presses. So they're going to throw the kitchen sink at you, but they're going to play every set, every possession hard. As far as the Highlanders, I'll be interested to see how they carry over from last year. Um, I, I, you know, they, they were middle of the pack in the white and then all of a sudden came on at the end during the districts. Uh, you know, she got up, you know, she got her to play pretty good at districts. Um, but I'll be interested to see, I mean, they made the district final last year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I'll be interested to see how they come out. Uh, like you said, they're going to be pretty senior heavy this year. That experience is something to not, not look away from. It's definitely, uh, it's definitely a positive when you can get enough seniors in your program that have been playing, uh, like she has. And, so, and playing solid minutes. I mean, yeah. Shay's had, uh, uh, Amelia Dranick and Nicole Clarehout. Drake, Nicole Clarehout. They, you got the, they've um, been starters since, yeah. Since they were freshmen, and then you have Maddie Delenga in there too. Yeah, she can have, shoot threes. She can, Maddie Delenga, she can shoot it. Peters Mark. Peters so Mark. Have, Lauren Peters Mark. Yep. You have two solid seniors, two solid juniors, and 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 then you have kids that are coming in playing, um, and and, and they buy in. The biggest thing, you know, I, I think with, with girls basketball is make, getting your team to buy into what you're 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 doing, and, and she has gotten those kids to buy in. They play hard every single night. Um, you know it. it when when we've played them in the past, it, it you know they we know that they're going to give it everything that they have, and it's going to be one of our tougher games because they play so hard. Um, and and like Bob said, yeah, Shea did get them. They they really Shea started Lewis, yep. they started playing really really well towards the end of the year, <laughs> um, and I think it, it that's one of those things of they're starting to gel as as they were starting to gel as sophomores and juniors. Now they're now they're going to be seniors and and juniors and and. Those are the type of things having having good seniors and good upperclassmen that can lead you and, and kind of make that season that much more successful. What is your thoughts on Oxford, Kellen? Uh, you know, I we only see Oxford in the summer now. Um, yeah. We haven't played them in the last two or three years, um, and we're not in the same district. But watching it, like Bob said, watching them in, over the summer, they're quick. They're they have they're very gritty. Um, they're loose balls. They they have four girls diving for every loose ball. They they rebound the ball really well. They defend really well. They weren't super tall. They were super big, but they were efficient um, offensively. They they were able to move the ball around the outside, get get defenses to to really have to move side to side. And then they once they found the breakdown in the defense, they attacked it. And, and um, Rachel does a good job. You know, I, I I think she's coming in when when she came in. Um, she has really turned that program into, um, uh, you know, really made it a lot very stable, mm-hmm. and yeah, I think she's done a really good job over the last few years. Okay, now talk about playing Oakland University. Um, of course, I think this year both you guys are going to have the um, luxury of playing at OU this year. Of course, um, yeah, yeah, we're, course, we're actually um, uh, trying to. We, yep, Lake Orion plays Oxford at Oakland, and um, Stony Creek plays Adams at Oakland this year. So nice, talk about nice. the thoughts. Of, talk yeah. about the thoughts of playing at OU. You know, for both of you guys, it's a fun event. Um, it, it, you know, last year playing in it, um, coaching it for the first time, um, it was was really cool. Um, it, it's a little it's a little different um, for the girls to to with with the type of floor and the lighting and things getting used to it but really in the end it's a cool experience where they get to play and have fun there um we played rochester there we play adams there this year um you know playing playing in front of a bigger crowd than normal especially towards the end of the game as, as more fans start to filter in you get a 
you get a real college atmosphere. Well, then um, you have both then, your bands there too. You yeah, know what I mean? And and you have two huge student sections going at it on each end. Um, it it was fun. You know, it my our girls really really enjoyed it. Really 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 liked it. Um, we'll play in it this year, and then next the following year we sit out. Mm-hmm. And we'll we'll play Rochester again after that. So. I, I, didn't, I didn't know that Orion and Oxford were going to do that. Yeah, I tried to set it up last year, and uh, we just couldn't get a date in common. But uh, we're, we've got a couple of dates on the books right now that we're, we're looking at uh, doing to both boys and girls, same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's something that I did when I was at Losser. We played Andover there uh, back-to-back years, and uh, it was exciting. It was a very, very fun event, and I, I look forward to getting it back. And it's something that uh, we've talked to the Oxford coach, uh, you know, Rachel and I have talked about. Both ADs have discussed it. You know, it's something we'd like to continue for years and years if we can. Um, I think especially you saw Lake Orion Oxford were very competitive yep. uh, last year. Boys, uh, Lake Orion Oxford girls-wise, we saw all summer long, very competitive. And I, I think that's a great atmosphere to bring not just – it's really a community feel, which I don't think sometimes you get uh, even, even just a regular season game because, you know, um, most of the time you're playing on, you know, a Friday night or a Saturday night at OU, and I think you're really getting a community feel where a lot more people come out than normally come out, and especially playing, you know, girls at 530, boys at 7, which is what our game plan is. I think it's the same yeah. for you. You know, the, the people that wouldn't normally come to a girls game, they might be there for the second half because they want to get seats yeah. for the boys game. So all of a sudden, you're getting them in there, and you're getting a chance to show them that, hey, by the way, these girls can play. And it's one of the things that I've advocated. This is my I'm headed in my 22nd season at girls basketball. And I, I, I look at it, and I say, these girls can play, and if people would give them a shot to watch them play, they'd be surprised um, how how much these girls put into it. Sometimes those girls' games can be even more competitive and chippy than the guys' games. I think some, yeah, you're absolutely I, right. I think that too. You know, yeah. I've seen that. You know, it's you know, no one from both play, watching both working both sides of the level. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's it can get chippy. You know what I mean? It can get some. It can get chippy. Um, but when you look at I think it's a great experience for both you guys to play at OU this year. It's going to be a really good experience. Yeah, it'll be cool. It's, it's a fantastic opportunity mm-hmm. for the kids. I think it, it puts them in an environment that they don't normally get to see on an yeah. everyday basis. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that's the most important part. I mean, you know, even as coaches, we're still teachers and educators. Um, even though it's not what I do for a living, it's it's still what you're doing when you're on the basketball court. And you're allowing these kids to have an opportunity to experience something that they'll carry for the rest of their lives. I don't care who they are. Yeah. If, they're, if they're number one kid on the on the team or number 12 kid on the team, it, it's something they're going to tell their kids, oh, I, I played at Oakland. I, mm-hmm. I, we played on that floor right there, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've been in Oakland for um, eight years as a student, you know, and, of course, my brother Anthony's been a manager there for um, five years, so I do know that court very yep. well. And that was before they put the blacktop in. And um, so let's go from Oakland, you know, let's go to your um, – Let's go to the um, your thoughts on the um, divisions. Of course, you look at of course some um, Kellen. You're in the red this year, Bob. You're in the white this year. Um, when you look at the divisions, um, we talked about it earlier in the show. Um, that um, let's go from the blue first. Um, Rochester and Ferndale have new coaches. Um, Rochester, of course, with Bill Thurston taking over that team there. Um, Ferndale, they got a new coach there in. Um, they got a new coach in Keith Paris, um, who's taking over that team. Um, talk is, about is 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 he is he related to the Paris that played at at, at uh, Seaholm? No, not Paris Bass. No. Okay, all right. I um, I didn't know. I wasn't I wasn't sure. Um, so. so when you look at 
new head coaches. Um, Bob, of course, you're going to be in your second year at Lake mm-hmm. Orion as a head coach. Um, talk about that transition that both Thurston and Paris are going to have to go through coaching their respective teams. Toughest part for me was I was named a varsity coach late. So, so you got no summertime. Mm-hmm. It was really hard. Yeah. It was very difficult because now all of a sudden you got kids that, oh, man, the coach quit. I'm not even sure if I'm going to play. To, oh, hey, I kind of like this coach. So I am going to come and play. Or kids that say, eh, I don't want to play for a new coach. So, so it's a big transition that first year. And you know, I was fortunate enough to come into some kids that I had coached previously as freshmen. But even still, it, it's a big change from freshman level to varsity level. And, you know, for those kids to understand, you you know, hey, we need to ramp this up now. Yep. And it, it was just a difficult – now, having a full summer this year, <laughs> it, it, those teams typically are better the second and third year than they are the first year. Right. Yep. It, it's just uh, – it's one of those things. Now, uh, from what I hear, it, it, you know, I played Rochester in the summer last year mm-hmm. uh, as a JV coach before I was named varsity coach. Rochester's got a lot of talent coming up. Yeah. They do. They have a they have a really good freshman group coming yep. mm-hmm. in. A lot of kids coming back. And and so so he's fortunate to come into a situation. But again, you know, he's probably bringing in a whole new system yep. that they haven't run before, and it's going to take some time to adjust to that. That's going to be the challenge for a team like Rochester. You know, when you it's a look challenge at, for every coach, I yeah. don't care who you are. You know, when you look at when you look at Rochester, of course, they're in contention for a league title this year. You know what I mean? When you look at Rochester and. Um, Bill Thurston is the new coach there. Um, so when you look at when you look at experience, you know what I mean. It's always interesting when you have familiarity. It always helps out when you have a guy that you know compared to a guy that you really don't know. Of course, you both of you guys were fortunate. You know what I mean that you guys knew the system. Came in, you guys came in. Um, of course, Kellen, you took over for Brad Crichton. Mm-hmm. And then, Bob, of course, um, you knew coaching in the sub-RC levels coming up. So talk about how the familiarity has been important. Well, I, th- I think it is important. Like, like, like Bob was saying, I, I got hired towards the end of September when I, when I got the job. And I was coming in with, with two returning seniors that were playing. One senior that, that didn't play much, and she wasn't, wasn't going to play her senior year. And then that was the first call I made was to her because she played for me as a as as a freshman on, and sophomore on the JV. But for me, the the thing that that helped was returning. I, I was bringing in a bunch of kids that played the previous year JV basketball that knew exactly what what I was doing. They knew they knew our system, how I wanted to play defense. They knew how I wanted to play offense. Um, it was. Get, you know, once we got the other the the returning kids to buy in, um, then then it kind of we we really started taking off. But a lot of the kids were familiar with what we what I was trying to teach and the drills that we did in practice and, and offensive terminology, defensive terminology. And I think especially at Rochester, that's one thing Bill is going to um, he, he's going to be okay with because two years ago he was the varsity assistant. Last year he was the JV coach, so any kid that any any person or girl that was coming up from the JV last year to his team this year will know will be in sync with everything he's doing, and then he's able to connect with those kids that that are still on the varsity that that were pulled up as freshmen um, or sophomores that are going to be either juniors or seniors now on the varsity. So I think he he's going to be he's going to have some familiar familiar. Blah, blah, blah. 
familiarity. Right now. Yeah. Familiarity. Yeah. <laughs> talk right now. But with those kids, and and they're going to be able to. I think that's going to only be something that's going to help them in the long run. It, it it will help. That that will help, especially if he decides that he's going to continue to run the same system they've yes. been running. Okay. Uh, it, you know, and that's that's where it comes in differently. You know, like like Kellen was able to come in, and most of the stuff that you guys were running at Stony Creek was stuff that was program wide, um, so it was top to bottom. Yeah. Whereas when I came in, I came in in October actually, uh, last last year October. Yeah, last year October. And I was the I was now the fourth coach in four, four years. years. Yeah. yeah. Those poor kids. Rochester's they, got the same thing. They were yeah. they were lost though. They they were absolutely lost uh, the first month. Right. Uh, you know, it was, it's it's hard because they're excited. Because they knew me because I was in the program. This is my seventh year at Lake Orion, but only my second year as the varsity coach. But at the same time, you know, it's it's uh, it's a different program because I have different things that I run and mm-hmm. different ways that I want to teach things. Right. So, so yes, familiarity yeah. is, is good thing. Depending on whether he continues to run exactly, right. he may want to put his own stamp on it, and if he does, it'll take him some time to adjust that. And that's going to be also the same thing at Ferndale with um with Bass with the Paris over there. I think that that's going to be the same thing. Ferndale coached a there. nice job last year. Their yeah. their coach last year, Laura nice Hoffner. Job. Yeah, yeah, she, she actually a really did a nice pretty good job. job. Yeah. Um, but when you look at when you look at the blue division as a whole, you know what I mean. You got Rochester, you got Berkeley, of course. Then you got everybody else. So Farmington, you, Farmington, 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 Farmington's like your dark horse team to keep an eye on. Honestly, and Seaholm too. Seaholm, don't sleep on Seaholm. They. They actually played pretty tough against us uh, early season last year. Now, granted, it was early season, but um, they were they were young last year. Yeah, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised. They were if- going through a coaching transition though, because you're going from January Holeski to Chris Manchester. Yeah. You know, Manchester was a boys' coach coming in the girls' style. Yeah, and, and uh, yeah, he was out of centerline, right? Yeah, he was yeah. at centerline. Yeah. So, hey, so again, you know, there's another transitional t- right. piece. So, so don't sleep on that. Year two and year three of new coaches. You typically expect those teams because they've kind of weeded out the kids that they've, you know, they've got their program kids pro- coming exactly in. right. Yeah. Yep. So so now now all of a sudden you know you've gone ahead and moved on to to uh, the next step per se. So I I don't don't sleep on Seaholm mm-hmm. in that blue this year. And then you talk Farmington, of course, this Farmington team, Bob. Um, very very they were young last year, of course. Now they got some questions this year. So talk about Farmington a little bit. Yeah, I it was so funny. Saturday I actually ran into one of their coaches at a an event I was running, so it was kind of crazy. And I asked her how summer was going. She's like, it, "It's going," um, but they were they were young. Uh, the second time I played them last year, uh, they were much better than the first time I played them last year. I think playing at home kind of really helps too. It did, it did. But I, you saw some concept things that I I could see she had just started to put in, and uh, you know I'll be I think. The blue competition for them this year will really help the young kids benefit from some confidence. Things. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But then, of course, you look at Berkeley also. You got Berkeley, of course. They're well coached. Um, they got a freshman coming in the program. It's going to be very good. Um, we talked Rochester earlier. So you, you see that possibly being a four-team race this year in the blue? You both, we guys? Yeah. I mean, I, and, you know, you have, you have those four teams. Um, I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Farmington, uh, Farmington, Farmington Seaholm, Seaholm, Berkeley, and Rochester. Berkeley and Rochester. And, and you never know with, like you said, we don't know what Ferndale's going to do. Right. And, Pontiac. Yeah, you know, Pontiac, too. Mm-hmm. Um, you, know, you never know 
you know, some of those teams could just pop up. Nobody thought last year Rochester was going to be as good as they were. Oh, look at what the Jeff new, Haney did. Yeah. Well, look at what look at what speed you're talking Pontiac. Look what uh, the new Lake Orion boys coach actually. Yeah, Joel Schroeder. Joel Schroeder. Schroeder. Yeah, look what he Look what he did at Pontiac last year with the won boys. 22 games. And, yeah. and nobody expected that. No, no, not at all. And that's what I'm saying. Well, he, he, he had 10 seniors on that team, though. Yeah. But again, though, uh, you know, it's something it's something we've talked about today already. Uh, top to bottom, the OAA presents issues yeah. for a lot of different people. We're very competitive. Uh, I know last year over the Christmas break, I went to, they had the, was that OAA, KLAA? Yeah, the yeah. OAKLA Challenge. Yep. Challenge. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what. I, I think I, you're in that this year, yeah, Kellen. Yeah. I, I, I was there watching, and I, honestly, you watch how we play some other teams. Some, some leagues are not ready for what the OAA oh, no. brings. No, no. It's, no. It, we're very competitive top to bottom. And, 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 again, each division every year, it seems you get one or two teams that kind of pull themselves away from other teams. But every time it's somebody different, it seems like, except for mm-hmm. maybe Southfield. Yeah. But other than that, I mean – you know, I mean, who thought West Bloomfield was going to be as good as they were last right, year? Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, See, even um, Avondale, same yeah. thing. Let's, mm-hmm. I want to talk. Speaking of Avondale, let's go to the um, from the blue to the white. Of course, I call this division the kiss of death division. You know, it's basically a toughest. Basically, could be one of the toughest divisions. Probably in the top state. to bottom. Top to bottom. When you look at one to seven, one to seven, anybody can beat anybody. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Any night. So, Bob, when you found out the division that was going to be a division, what was your first initial thought? Uh, my first initial thought is Simpsons coming down to my vision with North Farmington, and I know they're not going to be like they were last year. Uh, so that that was initially my my thought was great. Now I have another really good coach to deal with. Uh, but but I mean honestly, we, everybody in that division last year, whether we beat them or got beat by them, every game was there were there were no blowout games. No. Every game was less. It was single digit games. You're fighting for your life every single night. I mean, it was literally. You know, it was it was nine points here, five points there, seven points here, two points there. Every single night was was a was a dogfight, and I think you're going to see a lot more of that this year yeah. in the white. It's going to be very tough, and if you don't come ready to play one night, you're going to end up going home with a, with an L. Kellen, what's your thoughts on the white? You know, what I, I, mean? I I everything Bob said is absolutely correct. I mean, I think I I do think that the white top to bottom is going to be the most competitive um, in, in watching games because you have so many teams that. That are so similar, um, that play play extremely hard, but it, each there there's not a clear cut great team, not a clear cut bottom team. I mean, everybody everybody's going to be in there, like you said, fighting every night and and, and playing hard every night. Um, it, you know, moving with with some of the moving that happened with the divisions, I think that that even strengthened that competitiveness that much more. Like you said, with North Farmington coming down. Um and and Farmington High going going down, I think that kind of made it a little bit more stronger, top to bottom. So now let's go for to your division, the Red. Um, Kellen, um, when you look at the Red, what was your first initial thought when um you saw West Bloomfield coming up to the Red? Oh, it, you know, it, another good team. I mean, it, it, it's they got it, a lot back. It, it's you know another another battle. They're, they're, we. In the red, there's there's no nights off. I mean, you have to have your game, and if you don't have your game with you that night, um, you're you're gonna go home early. And and we saw that a few times last year against some of the good better teams that we played. But it, it strengthens who we're playing. And, you know, strengthens the league. Strength helps the district too. Helps the district, and, and that's you know 
I, my thing is, is with scheduling is I want to always play the best. I mean, I want to play, you know, the best teams that we possibly can play. And even now with the way that the districts are going, you know, playing, playing stronger teams throughout the year is only going to help me win or lose. Um, but with West Bloomfield, you know, they've, they've got, they're bringing everybody back. Majority um, of them are back. They only much, lose two seniors. Yeah, they only lost two seniors. Um, uh, they, they've got a lot of talent. Uh, they get up and down the floor. They, they play with, with a lot of pace. Um, so it's going to be a, 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 a good challenge for us, you know, two times this year. When you look at, of course, you have a team named Southview in there, of course. Um, we know last year they went to state final. And um, Saginaw Heritage, basically, basically, if you got to their bench a year ago, you know what I mean? That's what happened with Southview a year ago. Mm-hmm. So what was your thoughts watching Southview A&T making the state final? And then, of course, basically knowing, knowing what happened last year, especially when um, Heritage got to their bench. I think they – they ran out of gas at times. They didn't. They weren't deep enough. Um, and when we played them, I think they played six kids. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. Um, we only played them once last year. Yeah, I know. But um, we, you know, they 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 didn't have a deep bench, and it's it, that I think that's going to be interesting to see. Um, I think they they lose a, a really really talented and aggressive they, power forward in Alexis Johnson. Josh Johnson. They lost Soto Barnes a year yeah, ago. They they Barnes. You know, uh, who transferred in last year? You know, was it was a, a really good shooter. She had, I think, she hit five or six threes against us, and and a lot of, a lot of the teams that I talked to in the red, she she was that X factor because she could really stretch the floor for them and, and shoot the ball. Um, so they're they're going to be missing that those two. Um, I don't I haven't heard yet. Who, who's I have not in, heard anything on sure the transfer some, department. I'm sure somebody's going to. I, <laughs> I'll go on record and say it, but uh, um, you know, I, it, it's it it's going to be you know they they still have Cheyenne. Yeah, she has about Cheyenne um, McEvans. And she had some a lot of experience. I don't yeah. know if you guys were watching she, that, but I mean, she ended up playing with some USA she, ball. Oh, yeah, she's going to she be. Did. She yeah. played a ton of AU As ball. A senior, she'll be Miss Basketball candidate. She should. Oh yeah. Be. Oh for sure. Um, you know. I, uh, worthy, the post player that Jasmine they got, worthy, they got yep. from Groves last year. Um, she's long. She she really changes things inside the paint, um, and and alters shots. And I think that that was a key for them last year was she could alter shots and get rebounds and and outlet the ball really well. And so then they were already so Cheyenne or Alexis or whoever it was was already Keanu Willis, off, their point guard, yeah, already taken off down the floor. So. Yeah. When they'll, you they'll still be good. I mean, they'll, they'll still be good. Yeah. Yes, but when you look at your division, West Bloomfield, you know, you gotta look at them. Of course, um, a team that I'm curious to see, and I know both you guys are gonna play them this year. Um, is Brian Zapata's team at Royal Oak? Mm-hmm. Of course, Royal Oak lost a lot of a lot of talent back a year ago. They lost, but but you can never underestimate a Brian Zapata team. Brian's a very, very good coach. I, put, I When I was at Losser, we played Brian twice a year mm-hmm. uh, when I was over there. And that just shows you the progression of Brian Zapata. When I played him when we were at Losser, we were in the blue. Then he moved mm-hmm. to the white. Now he's moved to the red. Uh, he's done a fantastic job over there. And every every game I've ever been in with Brian has been a very tight game. He's, he's very well prepared. Uh, he gets his players to play. He always has kids put in the right position. Um, he, he's, a, he's a very good coach. And uh, I look forward. We're actually we're playing 
You're at Royal Oak we're, this year. We're at Royal Oak. You know, we're we're playing Kellen. Yeah. Uh, we're also playing Clarkson. We're we're playing three of the red yep. division teams. I you took Kellen's point earlier. You know, we're not going to get any better just sitting back playing. You know, somebody from, you know, that that doesn't doesn't compete. So you know, to get my kids ready and and for my league especially mm-hmm. the way my league's going to play. You know, we wanted to play the best, and you know. You, know, you got good coaches. You know, Kellen's a good coach. Brian's a good coach. You know, John Wire. Heard that. John, well, John Wire. Yeah. You, you got my. Hey, listen, coach. We better stick together, or else we're we're be the only ones that are gonna be saying it. Uh, you know, and then John Wire. You know, I mean, it was good to see John. You know, John and Kellen and I were we saw each other all summer yeah. at our summer mm-hmm. league yep. at Lake Orion. So it was it was actually very competitive summer league. That was fun, uh, and I look forward to seeing you guys in the regular season because I think it's going to be fun to see the little. Little little changes that little changes we all that, make. Yeah, and and, and and going back to that, like you know, Brian Brian does an awesome job, but he's he he's one of the good guys out there. He, yep. he does things the right way. Um, he his, he you know he builds his kids up from 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 the younger programs, um, elementary, middle school, high school. Um, he 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 definitely you know he 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 does things the way that they should be. He's not all about you know he doesn't bring kids in from all over the place to to fill out his roster for that right. year. He those kids are are, are homegrown are kids. homegrown Royal Oak kids and that's that's what it, what it's all about I think is coaching. I think I think that yeah. makes it I think it makes it more special. Yeah, it does. I really yeah. do. I really think you know, you know like our kids, you know, we're closed. You know, I can't bring kids no, in. No, neither can you, we. Know, you can't either. Hey, you know. So I think when they get a taste of success, it means even more uh, to those kids, especially because they've done it all together the whole way up. Yep. Yeah, really. I mean, it's it's a it's a big family feel, and it's really fun. And Brian Brian promotes that, and mm-hmm. I I kudos to him. He does a great job. Yeah. Yes. Um, especially with your guys' programs, of course, in the middle school levels. Of course, Bob, you have the luxury of three middle schools. Um, Scripps Wall and Oakview, Kellen, you have Hart Middle School, mm-hmm. of course, next door. Yep. Um, so. When you look at the development of your programs, talk about how important the middle school programs have been for both of you guys. Oh, it, it, I think it's huge. I, I think um, I think uh, after the varsity coach, I think the next most important coach you can have in a program is your eighth grade coach because especially with girls, uh, getting those kids to continue to want to play after eighth grade because a lot of girls after eighth grade start to – have to specialize whether it's the volleyball coaches saying you have to play volleyball or soccer coaches having those eighth grade coaches be able to make that a fun experience um it, it is, a, is a big deal and and one of the things that we actually did this year and we're real lucky our eighth grade coach um is now going to be on staff with us during the year so he'll go from fall basketball with our girl with the girls at heart coaching them and then he'll come on staff with us but you know, I think middle school basketball, getting the middle school kids involved early is is a big thing for us. It was one of the questions I got because before I became the varsity coach, I was coaching eighth grade at Oakview. And uh, a lot of people were like, well, are you going to stop coaching at Oakview? And I'm, I'm like, Why? no, absolutely mm-hmm. not. Because not only do I get to help energize some of those kids coming up, but I get to see all my kids compete at least twice a year against against our team. and it gives me some familiarity to uh, all those kids, um, you know, moving forward as they yeah. coming out of eighth grade. So, so they're, they're seeing me and competing against me. And honestly, I, you know, this summer was the first time that I had a chance to coach some of those kids from Scripps and Walden and they all, but they all knew who I was. Yeah. So I, th- I think that was an easier transition for them. 
And as long as, as long as my wife doesn't kill me, uh, I'm going to continue to do yeah. that, you know, uh, as much as I can. So uh, I think talk, it, it's very important. Talk about the family importance. Of course, um, of course, um, you just mentioned it. Of course, Bob, of course, um, talk about how the importance of family to letting you guys coach both your respective programs. Oh, I think, it, I, I think it's huge. I mean, you know, I, I, my, my wife, Nellie does everything from November. I mean, besides she does everything all the time. <laughs> don't, don't get me wrong. Uh, I mean, she she she's the one that she she runs everything for us, and she does a fantastic job with that. But but during November to to March, I mean, it, it's tough for her. It's tough for us. Um, I've got a three year old and one year old. Preston, it, yeah, Preston Good and kid. Addie, Great and kid. and uh, it, it it's tough, you know. But being ha- having supportive family with with what you do, I think helps it a lot. Um, you know. It, you know, Nellie can bring bring the kids up to to practice, have, drop them off to practice, and I know the kids. You know, pretty much once the kids get to practice, practice is over because all my girls want to go play with 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 Addie and Preston. But you know, she she's very supportive on what we do, and she's understanding that there are some late nights, there are some some changes on the fly, and and I think that that's that is is the biggest thing for me is, is having somebody that's so supportive at home that understands how much we care about it. Wow. You know, to, to echo that we're on the opposite side, we're off the opposite mm-hmm. ends of that. But when I first started coaching, my son hadn't even been born yet. And now he's, he just turned 21 this summer. Mm-hmm. So, so my, my wife has put up with uh, every vacation we had for AAU ball was an AAU basketball tournament. Uh, three years straight, we went to, we went to Disney world and she would go to Disney world with the kids. And I was, stuck at wild world of sports coaching. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I, I didn't see them and, and to have, have somebody that understands. I don't, I, it's, it's funny because people only see us a couple times a week sometimes, or maybe during the summer a little bit. Um, they, they don't see what we put into what we're doing. And uh, it, it, if you, if you walk into the gym and aren't passionate about what you're doing, people will know. And to have family, you know, both of our wives and kids that support us uh, for pursuing that passion and the ability to do what we do, um, it would be miserable for us at home. It yeah. really, it really would uh, make you not want to do it, it, yeah. it, it, it. At that point, you would just step away and focus on your family. But to that point, I mean, for tw- this is like I said, you're 22 for me, and she she stood by me the whole time, just saying, "Hey, listen, I get it. You know, I, I get that. I'm I'm going to that function by myself." Mm-hmm. I'm I'm taking the kids to do this by ourselves. I know the Bridges here. family proven winners in my book. <laughs> proven winners in my book. I know the James family proven winners in my book as well. Um, let's go from let's go from a um. I want to get your thoughts. You know, from your expectations this year, both you guys, and then I want to talk a little football a little bit with your thoughts heading into this year for both your teams. Um, um, Kellen, um, what is your expectations this year for you, for you know, Stony Creek? I, I I think right now going into looking at looking at what we might have coming back and and I you know I I'm not, I'm not going to put wins and losses in numbers. I just want to be competitive every night. Um I want to be able to know that every time we step on the floor we're we're competing with every team whether it's you know st- opening night against Chandler Park Academy or It's going to be a tough matchup. Um you know playing playing Bob on 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 that second that first Friday night, 
we just want to be competitive and, and, and throughout the season, you know, I don't, I want to stay, I want to get better. Um, we talked about 1%, get, get 1% better every day um, at, at something. And then by the end of the year, we're going to be a lot better at it. And, and we, that's, that's kind of the focus for us because we're doing some things differently this year. I mean, and we want to, we just want to stay focused, stay the course and, and just get better and, and be competitive every night. Any themes this year for you guys? You know, I'm not a big theme guy. It's, it's just, you know, I, I've stole it from the North Farmington guys. We, we talk about 32 minutes and we mm-hmm. just, you know, our goal is to practice hard, play hard. So that on game night we can get we can play hard for thirty two minutes. That that's it. We we don't want to do anything special. Just play hard. Bob, same question. Uh, to Kellen's point, wins and losses. You know, you know. Obviously, I'm, I'm not gonna stick a number out there, but you know, I mean, I want to be competitive in the white. I mean, you know, there's there's no reason we can't be. We've talked about that. If you're competitive in the white, top to bottom, you're gonna be a good team. Um, I want to score the first basket against Stony Creek. <laughs> yeah, I know that. Basket. Uh, so uh, as long as we do that the first Friday night, I'll probably be a pretty happy guy that weekend. Uh, it'll probably make getting up for shoot around on Saturday morning a lot easier. Uh, but overall, to, to Kellen's point, it, it really is, you know, we're young to start. Um, we'll be a different team in February than we are in October, November. Um, so it, it'll be fun to watch them grow. It'll be fun to watch them uh, take their lumps, you know, yep. at certain times. Um, but those are the, those are the moments that you live for, you know, you, you, you're teaching moments and that what, what you can get out of it. You know, we're, we're going to have, we're gonna have a lot of fun this year. Um, watching these kids get better and better and better. Yeah. You have a theme this year, Bob? Uh, my theme is, uh, show up and play hard. That's really, I mean, literally, and if, if we take away, if we play every one of our regular season games, like we played our summer league game against Oxford the last night of, of summer league, uh, we're going to be okay. We're going to be just fine. I agree. Um, let's go from girls basketball. I want to get your thoughts. Have you kept an eye on your respective high school football teams? Um, of course, I'm Kellen. Of course, you know, um, second year for coach Nick Merlo. Um, what is your thoughts um, heading in for Stony Creek's football season? I, first of all, I, I can't stress how impressed I am with the job that Nick has done at Stony. Um, coming into it, a tough situation. Stony wasn't, isn't a football school. There wasn't a lot of buy-in um, with the football program and, and, and a lot of, there wasn't a lot of extra, uh, extra stuff going, going through the football program that they weren't doing a lot of extra things just as a coach watching. And Nick has done such a fantastic job over the last two years, year and a half, two years, um, building the program up. The armor up culture. Yeah. And it's not even so much building it back up. It's building it up because, because Sony's been around for 15 years and it's never really had a football identity. And I think he's doing everything in his power to change that and to give it that, that football identity, the the armor up idea. um, And I think it's been brilliant on his part to, to kind of coin that as their 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 program's mantra and and you know he is he's developing kids he's developing them in the weight room they're um they're every day there there's kids in going through the weight room uh, Monday through Friday um throughout the summer he's got them in there um he and I actually talked this past year about um getting getting the the girls involved with the weight program but 
it, it didn't work out this summer uh, because of our gym issues and our, our gym and weight room was closed. But, you know, Nick puts in, has so much passion. I mean, he had his guys move, single-handedly move the weight room from one end of our school to the other end just so they could stay at school and, and lift weights and, and keep things normal. Um, you know, I, I think I think they're going to be a lot better than they they have been in the past. I'm high on them this year. They're, they, they just, you know, they have an idea. They're building an identity and they're building culture. And that's, those are the, I think in high school sports are two of the most important things that you can have. Bob, same question on Lake Orion football. Totally agree with the culture aspect things. The more that you can put into developing, and I don't care what sport it is. I don't care if it's basketball, football, soccer, volleyball. It doesn't matter. If you can develop the proper culture, you're going to do well. And and, um, as much as maybe, you know, Stony Creek was not, you know, Coach Blackstock actually came into, you know, a hotbed of football, you know, mm-hmm. with Lake Orion. Yes. You know, he, you know it, and people don't see, again, I talked about this a little bit earlier. People don't see what you put in behind the scenes. That guy is there every day working his tail off, getting those kids to buy in. And I, I see him. I mean, we run into each other, you know. I, I mean, I spend a lot of time at the school. He spends way more than I do. And I mean, he's there during basketball season. He's during oh. there during track season. He's there during everything. It was summer season. I saw him every day that I was there. He was there before I was and was still there when I left. So, it, you know, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what Lake Orion does this year. It'll be fun. I think they've got a really good core coming back this year. Offensively, I'm a little worried about that defensive side. Well, you know what, though? Here's the deal. When you look at the JV team that had the JV defense last year was actually pretty good. Yes. Uh, you're going you're gonna to graduate some of those kids up. And if you... If you've walked over there at all, if you've been around the school, I, I want to tell you, I, you know, when when you drive up at eight o'clock in the morning and there's sixty five young men uh, inside, outside, in the gym, running, lifting, you know, doing all kinds of drills, you have getting fifteen girls to a gym is sometimes difficult. To get sixty five yeah. young men to show up and put their heart and soul into something, kudos to those guys. They, listen, they they work their tails off. They earn every bit of respect from me that I could possibly give out to them. You know, I, I look forward to to being there on Friday nights. I, I love going to the games. Um, I'm, You know I'm normally there because I'm normally yelling at you. So uh, we're pretty good. I, I see you stand on the field, and, you know, I yell how much I love your brother. So um, we're good. But uh, Coach Coach Blackstock's got the boys primed and ready to go. I think I think we're going to be better offensively than we were last year. I agree. Um, I, I think we'll be very, very adequate to not, if, if not better defensively than people think. Um, so it's going to be, it's going to be a fun year. Stony Creek football, Kellen, of course, I am very high in your defense. You know yeah. what I mean? For starters, defensively, they, they were, you're going to be really, very really good, good defensively and, and they're offensively questions They're Well, they're growing They're mm-hmm. they're there. It was, it was, a you know, they had, like we talked earlier, earlier today, that second and third year. Yeah, it, it, oh, it's yeah. A, that second and third that's going to be he, the year it he, changes. He's got his he he came in he he Nick got his stamp of approval on the program. He, he's he's putting everything in, and now you have kids that have gone through a full year of it. They've go, gone through a full year of with seven on sevens. Uh, they they've been be, being able to work on this, and Nick is you know like Nick has done some some really innovative things at stony he does a uh um signing day signing yes. with the with the heart middle school and it's the coolest thing I, 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 yeah, I i've seen it on twitter I, a lot I said, you, he, 
goes there and gets Twitter. him to sign in. But that's, always, that's but, interesting. But that's how you get those kids <laughs> to buy in to early. His, to his point, that we talked about this with basketball. Imagine, okay, we're, we're trying to get 15 to 20 girls mm-hmm. excited to continue playing basketball at the middle school level. Imagine being those guys in closed programs, mind you. Right. Okay? And I think they're judged sometimes very unfairly versus yeah. some of these other teams that I are agree. not in, I that, agree. in that situation. These guys get what comes in the school. Right. All right. I agree. Not only do you have to motivate them to continue playing, but now you have to work your tail off to make them better. Make and, them better and keep them in. And keep yeah. them ready to go. I agree. And, and, and to do that with 65, 70, 80, 100 kids during the summer, you know. He, and, and with 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 Stoney, they're a little bit of a, I mean, not so much of a disadvantage because Hart is a giant school. It's, right. It's almost eleven hundred kids, right, for a middle school, which is is it's big. big. It'd be class B, yeah, right, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally, yeah, literally. Um, but he doesn't have the some of the, the things that the other schools have. Like when you go to a Van, uh, yeah. Rochester Adams has, yeah, Van, Van Houston and West Middle School West, that yep. comes in there, and then at Rochester you have Ruther, all of Ruther and part half of West. So you know, there there's more football kids to pull from in those two mm-hmm. schools whereas he, you know he, he's pulling in from one school and it, it i think that is a challenge and, and i think you know for nick to keep up those numbers and do those innovative things i think it, it's it helps his program tremendously yeah guys i'd like to thank you for coming on this week um kellen and bob um both of you guys um thanks for giving me the um thanks for thanks for giving me your expertise this year on um on your respect the programs and everything um, thank you guys for coming on the show. Yeah, thanks for uh, having us, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah, happy to be here. Yep. Um, okay, now I'm going to sign it off here, everybody. Um, of course, next week um, we're going to have one more podcast where we talk about the um, football preview shows. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, this is Sammy Tamina here signing off here. Um, thank you to Kellen, J- Kellen James and Bob Bridges for coming on our um, coming on the podcast. And hope to see everybody during girls' basketball season as well, seeing these two teams. These two going against each other early in the season. First Friday night at our place. Yep. Yeah, first Friday night. So first bucket. Getting get to the free throw line. First bucket. Yep. So <laughs> so um we're gonna sign off here. Take care, everybody, and see y'all next week, everybody. See you later, everybody.